Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness. I'm your host, Vince Ferguson. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, for those of you who are used to listening to my audio podcast, you can now watch my show on our Six Weeks of Fitness YouTube channel. And joining me today on, as my very first video guest is Carmen Carica. Uh, she's a graduate of Fordham University's Alvin Ailey Bachelor of Fine Arts program. She is a professional dancer, a fitness instructor, she's an actress, she's an educator, and creator of Crown Soul Yoga. And I am very pleased to have Carmen Carricker on my Six Weeks of Fitness program. Carmen, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for introducing me. I'm happy to be here. Ah, uh, it's such a pleasure having you. You're so full of energy and, and vivaciousness. It's just a joy to, to have you here today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. <laughs> but before we get started talking about your illustrious career, let's talk a little bit about your early days. Where, were you, where did you grow up, Carmen, and what was your childhood like? Well, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, so I'm from the Midwest. And... Uh, I come from a family. Uh, I was raised by my mother, single parent, and uh, she was a musician, a singer, and a songwriter. So she had her own band. So I grew up in an environment surrounded by music. Um, so it was a very, a very, uh, a very fun, a fun experience having a band rehearsing in my house as a toddler. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> introduction to jazz music that was my introduction to instruments and that was where my my love and passion for music began um so it was a it's great it was a great experience nice growing up somewhere where you have trees and um I grew planted uh plants and vegetables and fruits with my my grandfather who had a garden nice. and, you know, because I come from the Motor City, there are a lot of engineers in my family. So everyone worked uh, or retired from Ford, um, GM, Chrysler. So I grew up working on cars. I, took, I helped out. <laughs> with, really? I was a girly girl, but I was also uh, a youth who dibbled and dabbled and working with machines and engineering and designing things. So I like to work with my hands and put things together. And that um, began my interest in textile design because I'm an, also a fashion designer. So my love of, of music came from my mother and my love of engineering and design came from the men in my family. Wow, a good combination, I would say, huh? Wow. So although you came from a single parent home, you did have family around you to help you. Male figures, female figures, which is which makes for a well-rounded, you know, environment. 
and uh, it made you the person you are today, which is absolutely amazing. <laughs> now, yes, uh, you've been teaching dance for about 25 years. I understand. Am I correct? Right. Now, that would make you about 30 years old because I've met you and you look, you look very, you look like you look, you're, you're in your 20s, actually, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah. your healthy lifestyle is really paying off. <laughs> right? Starting dance from the age three and continuing on into my 30s. I've been dancing and I've been an athlete nonstop. I started yeah. teaching when I was 14 years old, assisting uh, ballet classes and helping the studio owner run the studio. Uh, she had her baby. So I started early. Um, yes. Yes, and I believe if you introduce children to activities and uh, like the dance and fitness at an early age, they continue as they get older. You are exposed to it, you know? Yes. And look what you're doing now. You made a business, a career out of it. Amazing. Absolutely. Yes. I tell that what you do in the studio, what you're doing in school, when you're assisting teachers and helping out, it pays off because you end up being the one that's hired for the job. Hmm. Yeah. Having the skills and the information and the knowledge to start your own business based on all of the experience that you've had growing up. Beautiful. Now, you studied at the Fordham University's with Alvin Ailey's um, Bachelor of Fine Arts program. How was that experience? Wow. It's been, you know, it's been a good seven, 17 years since I graduated. Wow. Um, I graduated in 04, I think, something like that. So <laughs> when I was a part of the Ailey, Alvin Ailey, and Alvin Ailey is, is one of the, the most, or the largest African-American um, modern dance companies. And it was, we were the guinea pigs of the program. So I was a part of the first, um, graduating class as far as them having a, a, a joint program with Fordham University. So we were the first classes. So it was new to have professional dancers at Fordham taking liberal arts classes and then walking over to Ailey and having a full dance conservatory experience. Hmm. So I had a very long day. I had with four academic classes and then I'd have four dance classes and then I'd have rehearsals in the evening and then I'd have a, a job working at the university. So 22 credit hours a semester, lots of hard work. Um, if we started off with 20, 20 students in our class, by the end of four years, there were 10 of us. Really? Really? Why? Yeah. In my class, because it's 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 very demanding on the body. Um, huh. hmm. It's yeah. it's costly to live in New York. So coming from Michigan, moving here, uh, not everyone could deal with the transition as well. Um, and a lot of dancers found that oh, this is just too much on my body. Hmm. Uh, so those who only the strong survive. So Definitely. people think, oh, okay, 
you know, let me go do this BFA program. Yes, do the BFA program, but research and make sure that it's something that works with your, with you, because it's a very demanding, it's a very demanding program. So um, I'm glad that I went through it. So many connections, so many performance opportunities, yes. um, working with all of the, the major choreographers and having the opportunity to uh, apprentice, to be a guest performer. Um, so I'm, I'm so blessed and thankful. And to work with some of the, the, the company members, having taken class with Alvin Ailey dancers every day, um, wow. ballet class, modern class, African dance class, um, the conditioning classes, yoga, Pilates. Um, really? They were there. First and second company members were there with us. And then you had the PPS, the after school kids were in the building as well. And this was when Alvin Ely was on 66 in Amsterdam. Now it's the larger building. So the larger building was not there in 2004. Uh, in the year 2000, when I joined, uh, it wasn't until four years later that that building was finished. So when I graduated, the, the institution that everyone knows of now, that's huge building, which yeah. is called the Jones Wiles building, which is named after the person that funded it, wasn't there. It wasn't there yet. Wow. <laughs> so all the hard work that all of the students and teachers and everyone, the Ailey family, all the hard work that we did contributed to continuing the legacy of Alvin Ailey, having that large institution where people from all over the world are coming to learn. So. Yes, amazing. But it definitely made me who I am. I'm a stronger dancer, a stronger, uh, a more experienced teacher. I have a lot of knowledge and information to share. And I have a lot of connections. You know, we'll always have all of those dancers and teachers uh, as, as support. Hmm. You can't put a price on that uh, support, you know, those connections. Can't put a price on that. And speaking of dance, what type of dance do you now teach? I know you teach children and adults. What type of dances do you teach? Well, I teach, I teach everything. Well, mainly right now I'm teaching yoga, I'm teaching kids yoga classes um, from the ages 18 months to uh, five and six. That's the group that I'm making. 18 months? <laughs> I'm yes, sorry. the mommy and me classes, the mommy and me classes, the baby. Wow. And what else? Okay. And then I also teach adult classes. Adult. Um, yeah, all the way up to 80. <laughs> up to 80, hey. There's still time for me. Oh, good. <laughs> but again, so you're teaching yoga, you're teaching ballet, you're teaching what else? I'm teaching jazz, I'm teaching tap, I teach swing, swing dance, lindy hop. Indian. Yes, I teach. I teach soca fitness. I teach African dance and after school programs. So, uh, and I love. I love to share uh, the history, the history, history, uh, African history, history, so that people know about the culture. That's very important, um, especially when I'm teaching kids that they know where the movement comes from, hmm. uh, that they know what instruments are, and they know what places that these dances come from, especially in this time and age. 
when TikTok videos and social media, there's so much information, visuals. So everyone sees movement, yes. but they may not know what where these dances come from. Right. So good that they have the history and they know the knowledge and the culture. Yes. Behind yeah. Now let's talk about yoga, because that's where I first met you when you did a yoga uh, class for my organization, Body Scope of New York, and with the children. Now, where did you, where did you, where did you learn yoga? Uh, well, I started yoga. Yoga was a part of my curric curriculum at Alvinelli. Okay, but didn't you also learn, didn't you also do, uh, learn yoga in Jamaica? Yes. That's By the time I graduated, I, you know, I was conditioning my body by, by doing Pilates and bar and uh, gyrokinesis, anything like that, that would help keep, keep my, keep my body fit. Yes. Um, was it really, it really wasn't a spiritual journey for me until I went to Jamaica and I wanted to learn specifically a style of yoga that was more ancient, more meditative, that connected to my, uh, to me as an African-American. And that's where I found comedic yoga. So I was like, I'm gonna go straight to the source. I'm gonna go to Jamaica because I had the time and I was available to do the 10 day uh, retreat and training. And I've been doing it ever since. Um, and it's my favorite. It's, it's something that I really connect to spiritually. Um, I'm, I'm a comedic, Yogini, if you want to say that, yeah. uh, I practice a comedic diet. So, uh, comedic, um, all of it, uh, living according to the the laws and principles that the ancient Egyptians practiced. Hmm. Uh, learning the history, learning the language, um, and incorporating that in my the modern day uh, lifestyle. Uh, has been easy for me and it has kept me grounded. Really? And you say comedic, which is Kemet. Kemet. Right? So, and so when you're, when you're training, when you're teaching yoga, when you're teaching Kemet, comedic yoga, are you also um, teaching the language to your students? Yes. Wow. They are learning the poses in the Madhavacha language. Give me. So if you're yes. learning, um, for example, the Sphinx pose or the lion pose is Heru Akhmet. So you'll learn, I'll say it in English and I'll also say it in the Metanetaru language as well. Do you have any space to go to do a, a pose or two that we can see? Sure. Uh, so we all know of the monument in DC that, that's, that's shaped like an obelisk? Yes. Okay. Yes. So. In Egypt, it is called Tekken, which is spelled T-E-K-E-N. Tekken. So uh, this is Tekken pose. So you're standing with your feet together. Yes. You're connected to earth. And earth, the Egyptian word for earth is Geb. Geb. And then you're reaching up and you're connecting to the sky, which is mute. Huh, nice. And pole is called Tekken. So you're building the connection to the earth and to the sky. Wow. Wow. 
That's powerful. That is really, really powerful to see that, you know? <laughs> and you said the, the comedic lifestyle, okay? Now, does that involve also nutrition as far as eating healthy? Because you're a yeah, vegan. Absolutely. I'm a vegan. Comedic diet is, is based as a plant-based, as a plant-based diet. So if you're choosing a lifestyle and you're choosing to practice comedic yoga, you're also choosing a plant-based diet. Wow. And why is that important? Well, if you look at the hieroglyphics, even the ancient Egyptians, you'll see uh, lettuce, you'll see greenery around them. You'll also, um, so that's, those are examples that that was the way that our, that people were living. Um, and that was a part of, that was their source. Hmm. Okay, so they didn't eat the, uh, the the chickens and the the cows and the they didn't they weren't meat eaters. No. Well, I mean, as far as I know, I, there of course are going to be people who do different right. things depending on where they are. Um, right. But the tradition and the the comedic. Uh, practice that that I'm practicing, right? And that I learned from teachers before me. We're we're practicing plant based. Excellent. I think I think that is a an excellent way to eat to live. I do believe that. I believe that it also helps you to connect more with spirituality because you're not weighed down by meat eating. You know. Yes. So I applaud you for that. And I think it gives you a lot of energy, and that's why you're all over the place doing so much. I am so impressed with you. Now, you call your company Crown Soul Yoga. Where'd you get that name from? Well, you know, Crown Soul Yoga, it came to me in a dream. So a lot of, a lot of times, what? things that I do artistically, I may have visions. So it came to me, and the crown is your crown. And, you know, I think of ancestry and, and the, the kings and queens before me. So when you take care of your crown, you know, you're protecting yourself, you're protecting your, your connection to spirit, connection to the higher powers. And then soul is your heart. So anything that I do, I'm, I'm, I'm giving from my heart my soul and I'm giving so by helping others I'm feeding my soul <laughs> and yes. so crown soul ending creations which was my first is also my business crown soul creations everything that I make is is that connection mind body spirit so whether it's crown soul yoga which is the business of yoga crown soul creations which is the business of jewelry and, and the knitwear and the soaps and the products that I make, the t-shirts and the hoodies and all that stuff that I make, those are my creations. Wow. So. Yeah. The branding. Yes, branding. <laughs> I want people to feel royal and to, to embrace who they are and hmm. to have a lot of soul in whatever they do. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So you're more than just a professional dancer, a professional fitness instructor, an educator. I mean, you're a businesswoman, you're an entrepreneur. And how has that journey been for you? 
it, it's been, it's rewarding. It's rewarding to look at the things that I've done, look at my resume, look at the timeline that Facebook shows me, like this is, it's happened 10 years ago. <laughs> yes. It, it's kind of, it's mind blowing to know that so much time has passed and so much I've been able to do and share um, as far as fashion shows, as far as vendoring and doing different events. Um, and now focusing more on online yoga business and sharing meditation and sound healing, um, Reiki, which is energy work. Even, even the energy work I do, holistic health and wellness is based in comedic tradition as well. So, you know, shout outs to Raiseki Arts Temple, which is where I, I studied, which is based in Atlanta. And I, the Comedic Yoga School in Chicago under Yasir Rahotep. So yoga skills method. Um, and I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful to Brooklyn and I'm thankful to, to Queen Afua and all of her, all the women, the sacred women who have led the way uh, to healthy, healthy living. And, and, yes. You know, yeah. I, Yes, yes, most definitely, definitely. Now, I know you live in Brooklyn, New York, right? And that's where yeah. my podcast is hosted in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to Brooklyn, right? But now, prior to the pandemic, most instructors like yourself and dancers, they would train their students in person. But as you know, New York was hit very hard. And uh, at, during the pandemic, they shut all that down. So most of you guys had to pivot and start doing online instruction. How has that worked out for you? And are you still doing online? I'm still doing online. It's been two years of online teaching. Um, it's hills and valleys. It's been hills and valleys. <laughs> yes. In the beginning, I think that there, there was definitely influx numbers going up. Um, everyone was at home and needing, just needing to have connections. So they were Zoom, <laughs> Zooming yeah. it and it. However, WhatsApp, whatever people could use uh, to connect with me private, through private sessions, through small group sessions and group conferences and conferences. So, um, but as things have opened up in New York, it is slowed down. Um, I also feel like Teachers as well as students, uh, clients have experienced a little bit of Zoom burnout. Um, <laughs> I'm spending so much time online. Uh, I think that um, you know people need to take a break from it and do do in person things. So I'm glad that uh, this summer I've been I was able to to go into schools and we were able to dance outside the playground areas or I was able to teach in Central Park or Prospect Park, right. do some outdoor or public space events. Um, but it hasn't been easy because now there are a lot of restrictions. There are a lot of restrictions in New York and based on your status of vaccination, non-vaxxed, you know, it limits who you're able to access and then who feels comfortable going back into spaces. So even depending on whatever your status is, there are people who just would rather do online. And then there's others who are very happy to be back and 
in all the public spaces. Right, right. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, I guess I, I'm a person that goes with the flow. Yes. And I follow my intuition. So if I feel that something is telling me no, wait a little while, while longer and then open up different, open up more opportunities than I do that. If I feel like, okay, let me hold back. Maybe we'll do hybrid for a while. Maybe we'll come in, do some online, right. you know. Yes, yes. And to see how things go the fall, winter season. Yeah, yes, go. yes. So I would imagine well, online will will be around for a while. I think that it is now a way of life for instructors, yes. and it is now a way of life for. I think it's it's convenient. Um, in a lot of ways, save a lot of money as far as transportation. I'm someone that moves around a lot and I found that by being online for two years and not having to ride the Metro and taking public transportation, I saved tons of money. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And the stress, the stress of, of traveling and, and commuting and coming in contact with so many people uh, because it's a busy city, there's so much going on so that can be draining uh, alone. Yes. So I found that I was more at peace, uh, just kind of being in my own space and that um, I still feel that, but I definitely love being connected with nature. So you will find me at the beach teaching or just experiencing yoga and meditation for myself out in the open and sharing it online. Yes, most definitely. And we will also be sharing you online because we're going to be doing some six-week fitness programs again. And you will definitely be one of our one of our preferred instructors. As long as you have the availability, we want you. <laughs> now, this is uh, my podcast. My program is called Six Weeks of Fitness. Okay, it's a subsidiary of my Body Scope of New York nonprofit organization. But if you had six weeks to get fit, what exercise activities would you do or recommend people do to get in shape in six weeks? Well, I would say first, I mean, look at your diet and come up with a, a food plan. Um, you might want to consider fasting. Prior, start with a fast. It could be a seven-day fast, juice, um, just to clean your body out, just to help, you know, we have a, a compact, our colon cleanse out everything out before you start the your six-week journey. You want to start off fresh and clean so your body is rejuvenated. So I would suggest doing a, um, do a juice fast. Um, and if that's new to you, um, you can start easy. Maybe you just, you know, cut out your, your carbs, cut out the heavy foods, the processed foods, um, only eat lean meats. If you're eating lean meats, you know, um, and just gradually, you know, increase that. But I think that you should have definitely include, um, healthy eating, um, in your program. And once you start the six weeks, have a calendar, um, and then set up, have a meal prep uh, for each week. Um, and then 
analyze, maybe do uh, measurements to see where you are at the beginning um, of your of your fitness journey. See where you are, you know, and, and, and be kind to yourself, you know. <laughs> but do those measurements. Get to measure tape, measure your arms, measure your waist, measure your thighs, and um, record that. And then set up work workouts for each parts of the body. I know that's what I do. So I have a leg day, I have an arm day, I have ab day, I have, you know, yes. total body workout day. And then I'll have a day of rest. Hmm. Okay. And then that continues on for the continue the full uh, workout. I'd say, you know, it's easy to also have a buddy, have a fitness buddy, somebody that can hold you accountable. Yes. <laughs> somebody yeah. call and say, hey, girl, are you still doing your workout? Did you do your 25 minutes today? Or did you do do an hour? Did you work out today? Or I'm about to do, yes. do these workouts. All right, <laughs> let's, let's do a challenge today. Let's do 10 push-ups, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> 40 sit-ups, whatever, whatever the challenge is, but I think it does help to have someone or have a group. Um, it could be an online group or a group of friends or coworkers that uh, you, that will support you, you know, say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, I'm gonna be working out for six weeks. My goal is to lose five pounds, and maybe even have like a, a pot, a money pot. Yes. So for every person in your group that loses the five pounds, they get $10 or something like that. Or you do a gift exchange or something that an incentive for people to really, not only yourself, I know I've done it with my family members, like my brother, uh, we did it with a group of friends. Um, and I found that it helped me and it helped them. Yes. <laughs> uh, because we, we sometimes we, we're so busy and it's easy to forget, oh, I was supposed to do this today. Oh, or I forgot, like, or, you know, you might have a cheat day. Okay, I really want, I want to really want to eat. No, I want to have cupcakes today or whatever it is that you love. I'm a sweets lover. So for me, uh, vegan treats are something that you might see me eating, yeah. vegan ice cream. <laughs> so we all have a day that we might cheat. But just know that if you have a group or you have goals that you set for yourself, um, you look back at that, look at the calendar, the agenda that you set out for the workout plan, that helps you kind of stay on track. Most definitely. Awesome advice. I appreciate that. I'm sure my listeners and viewers will take some of that into consideration. Now, I want to touch on very briefly the fact that in addition to all this, you are also an actress. Have you been in any shows and what's the plan for acting going forward? Well, this was the first year that I was invited to the Tribeca Film Festival. And uh, because of the pandemic, the festival was online. I would have loved to have been invited to be on the red carpet for my first film oh. as a principal dancer. Yes. Um, but it was online, it was a Zoom call. And um, wow, it was an amazing experience. 
uh, Tessa Thompson was the lead actress in uh, in the film that I was a part of. I'm trying to remember the name of it. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that happens. <laughs> um, but it was such a it was a great experience just to work. Um, shoot, we were still filming. Um, of course, during a the pandemic, there's COVID testing and, and all that um, that had to be done. Um, it was shot in Bushwick uh, in a church, so it was nearby as far as filming. And I was a swing dancer in the film, and it was a club scene. Nice. Um, so the movie took place. It kind of went from, it was based off of a book, and it was about the relationship that these two women had that were black women, but they could pass for white. So it was, it was about the challenges they faced in, in Harlem. Hmm. These two women um, who grew up together, but they had they separated, had two separate lives. They met up again. One chose to marry a black man, had had kids. The other chose to marry someone of an, uh, a European. And there were race issues. And what ultimately happened at the end is that the truth came out and it led to someone, you know, <laughs> the truth came out and it was. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes, you imagine. And I just thought of the name of the movie. The movie is called Passing. So if you uh, go on, I think, Tribeca Film Festival's site information about those movies i'm not sure because of the pandemic a lot of those movies have not i don't know if they are going to be released um but during the festival you pay for a ticket and then you could watch all the movies online from your home which is convenient um yes. but dancing it was a 14-hour shoot uh for three days uh a lot of a lot of dancing, a lot of swing dancing. Uh, it was me and the ten dancers that were featured in the club scene. We're all friends. We all work together here in New York. Um, so it really is about who you know, because the lead choreographer, uh, early dancer, someone that I know, assistant choreographer, someone that I know as from early as well. Many of the dancers in the cast are, are early former early dancers. Um, or professional actors, uh, Black performers in New York. Uh, it was such a great opportunity. It was a well-paid gig at a time when we didn't have much work at all. Mm. So uh, shows and events had been canceled. So uh, to have a big job like that happen before things went haywire like they are now, <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. I get for that. Yes. So... Um, yeah, I had an opportunity to work on the movie Passing. Uh, before that, I was working right before the pandemic, which I guess now it's been two years, I was working on the Mandela uh, musical. So a uh, choreographer from, from South Africa, musicians from South Africa, um, they chose six dancers uh, for the project to just set choreography for the future opening of the musical. Of course, with all of this happening, there have been so many setbacks, but at least I was a part of the, the creative process. 
So we were learning Afrobeats, a fusion of Afrobeat dance, modern dance, um, house. So it was a, a fusion, very yeah. rhythmic. Um, so yeah, I worked on that project for, I think it was like three weeks. Three weeks, nice. Yeah. Nice. And that was in person, that was an in-person project. We rehearsed in the studio, full band. Uh, everyone was there. It was before all this happened. That was the last project I did that was in person. Um, since then, I, I worked on another project this year with the cast of Swing Out. Uh, and Swing Out is now at the Choice. So there was an audition process. They were seeking about 20 or maybe 18 uh, musicians, singers, uh, tap and swing dancers to partner up with a, with a cast member for a residency program. And the residency, pro residency program was for four weeks. And at the end of the residency, uh, you learn, you'll have learned music or you've learned choreography and then you're able to present it. Hmm. Uh, and this is something that I would normally, I would be so busy that I wouldn't be able to be a part of the residency because it would mean I would have to take off from my job. But with everything that was going on, I wasn't, my schedule was open and I was able to work in and uh, work with really great musicians, really great uh, choreographers and, um, and dancers. Yes. So, uh, shout out to the cast of, of Swing Out for those who are going back into theaters and on Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm honored that I was able to work with them nice. in an online performance setting. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But that's okay. You've done so much though, Carmen, in your young life, and I'm so impressed. But what, what advice? What words of encouragement would you give to other uh, aspiring dancers and um, fitness professionals who are trying to get to where you are? What advice would you give them today? Well, I say discipline. 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 Know your craft. Wow. Um, there will be a lot of, there are a lot of, I would say, people who look good on camera and, and they're, they create all types of online content, but the, the conditioning it takes to perform and go on tour is a very different beast. So if you're choosing to be a performer, a professional who gets paid for doing what we do, longevity, if you want to still be performing, uh, and have a career and say, hey, I've been on stage and I've performed everywhere and it's been 25 years and I'm knock on wood injury free. Yes, yes. It's very important to say that I've danced and had a career this long and I haven't had any injuries. It's wow. conditioning and training and listening to your body because we live in, a, in an environment where we're being pushed You'll be pushed to the edge. People are going to push you to use your talents to the, to the last little drop. But what has saved me is knowing my body and knowing my limits, knowing when I need to rest, knowing when I need to take a break. 
and, and having good rapport, communicating properly, because in, in this world, in this industry, the connections that you make stay with you. So if you have a good reputation and you're nice to the people that you work with and people know that about you, you'll get referred for jobs. If you have a bad rapport, meaning that you don't show up on time, you, you don't have good habits, maybe you smoke and drink on the job or you do other types of things. Um, and I don't recommend that. Everyone has their choice of what they do, but when you are in a professional setting, always be professional and be yourself. You know, Don't try to compare yourself to anyone else because there'll be people that are 10 times better than you, then there'll be people who are still learning. So I say um, it's, it's easy to look at celebrities and to look at people that you see and like, oh my God, I don't have the best social media content. Uh, I need to, I need to keep going. I need to, you know, look at what's necessary in order for you to, to reach the goals that you want. Look at someone that you admire. I admire Camille Brown as a, she is one of my peers. We're the same age. And to see her, her growth and her development from an early dancer to this choreographer who is setting major work on all of the Broadway shows right now, her consistency and her belief and her vision and her, her branding or her work, having her own company and not allowing anyone to manipulate or, or change her work is why she is where she is. Her commitment to sharing the Black experience through dance, her commitment to sharing and making sure our voices are heard as, as, as people of the diaspora is why she's doing Porgy and Bess, is why she's doing all these different, whether she's being called for the job. And when you get to a, a position of power in the industry, keep the people in your life who support you the most with you because you're gonna need that support. Because if you go into an industry and you become famous and you don't have anyone around you to support you, you're vulnerable to all kinds of stuff mm. and you don't have people fighting for you. So I would use, you know, the people that I admire who are doing, are very successful in the industry. You look at their assistant directors, you look at who their assistant dancers are. There are people that they've been working with the same 10 people or five people that they known 10 years ago or 20 years ago are on their team, on their board of advisors. So keep the people close to you. Um, that's my advice. Cause I, I know that I, I don't have a big company like that, but when I do have that kind of uh, business and flow and opportunity, I'm going to definitely reach out. Um, to, to folks like you, of course, who have provided a platform for me to be on um, and many others that I've worked with hmm. so that we can grow and build together because that's what it really is about. Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> Love that. Love it. And have fun and just live your life. Yes, <laughs> live your life. I'm trying. So stressed out. And if you are stressed out, Tell people about it, meditate, pray, have a spiritual, you know, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, stay grounded in that. Cause that also, you know, helps you keep a, a clear mind, a clear focus. Yes. 
Yes. And, and knowing what your purpose is in life is also important. If you don't know what it is, figure that out. And that can be a life, a lifelong journey. We're all trying to, you know, stay yeah. on the right path. Uh, oh, most definitely. This has been so uplifting and rewarding for, for me. And I'm sure it will be for my listeners and viewers as well. But where can my listeners and viewers find out more about Common Character? Well, you can find out about me. You can go to my website, um, which is crownsoulyoga.com. You can find me. I have a YouTube channel at Carmen Comedic Yoga. And I'm on Facebook as Carmen Character. I'm on Instagram as Crown Soul Fashion Easter or uh, Cecil Comedic Arts. Uh, but you can just look up my name, Carmen Character, and Google search me. I'm available. You'll see my businesses and you'll see my classes. And uh, I'm open to, to working with everyone um, and helping us to, to, to live a more uh, healthy, healthy, happy life. Yes, <laughs> most definitely. Carmen Character on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks to Fitness. I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. Thank you so much for having me. And to my listening and viewing audience, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue listening in and watching our Six Weeks to Fitness program. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the show, please leave them in the comment section below. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, let's get ready, get set, and let's get fit.